Hey there, welcome to The League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz, commonly referred to on the street as The Lockdown Life. I'm Shanaz, I'm here with Brooksy. Brooksy, how was your day today? Saturday the 28th of March, 2020. I had a good day today. Did you have a good day today? I had a, I had good a pretty day. good day, yeah. Kramer, sorry. Yeah, it was good. Um, Shanaz, great day. Um, day three in a row doing uh, Fox League Live. Um, but yeah, just got home in the last half an hour. Uh, to an hour and just yeah just chilling um you called me i was in uh, the middle of watching a show but um yeah it's always good to talk to you mate now i believe we're going to start with some tv related non-nrl themes yeah the show that you interrupted me watching was uh, ozark season three i was in the middle of episode three uh mate it's good it's a good start Cracking start. Um, you know, anything that Jason Bateman's in is generally a good watch. Um, after the first two episodes, though, it's the women that are dominating the show, mate. Uh, Laura Linney is his wife, Wendy Bird. Um, you've Ooh, also yeah Garner. Um, you know, she plays Ruth Langmore. You know, the curly-haired blonde girl that's um, up in um, Marty Bird's face all the time. She's obviously working with him now. Um, and some good cameos. I don't know if you watch the show. Uh, I've just forgotten it. Oh, my goodness. This is great, great radio, Brooksy. <laughs> I've just had the biggest mental blank. Power. Power. Oh, okay, with, um, yeah. 50 Cent. I, I do not uh, watch Power, no. Got um, Tommy from that, Joseph Sikora. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he plays a relevant part in the show. And it's also got... Another guy, he uh, Joseph Sakura was in Banshee. I don't know if you watched that show too. It was a really good, um, low key sort of action drama, a bit gory, but it was good. Um, okay. There's another guy, Belfry, that was in that. He plays uh, Wendy Bird's brother, who's come into town. So there's some good cameos in there. It's a good start. I think season three is going to be just as good as the first two seasons. You know, you can't go wrong with Jason Bateman. What's your favourite Jason Bateman performance, Shnaz? Uh Teen Wolf 2. Really? No. I no, really no. I really no. loved, and I can't think of the name of it, and you you know, the whole audience is going to turn off now, but I really loved the film from about five years ago with Jennifer Anderson where he was the best friend and they ended up conceiving a baby somehow. I love that film. It's like the mix-up or something. Yeah, really, really warm film. Up, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I can't go past. There's Michael Bluth, obviously, from Arrested Development. You love Arrested Development, love and it. Pepper from Dodgeball. It's a small cameo as the commentator during the um yeah. the final series of the Dodgeball Championships. But he's good, whether it's a small part or a large part. He played a little part in that recent Stephen King show that was on Foxtel. Yes, The Outsider. Yes. Also, executive produced that. Did you watch any of that, Schnaz? I did watch some of it, and I liked it. I didn't go ahead with it, the rest of it, but I remember liking it, thinking, "Yeah, it's pretty good." You didn't like it? <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did. I have a question for you, though. Uh, yeah. Justine yeah. Bateman, Mallory from Family Ties, mostly yeah. most famous for. Yeah. I see her about doing. Uh, I'm not going to use the word cameos, but doing selected roles here and there. But do we know what she's up to? I don't know. The last time I saw her was in Arrested Development. Okay. Where she played um, 
the <laughs> the prostitute that was at um, yes. the Bluth houses, like a, a, yeah, that she was getting paid on the on the side. And they didn't know who she was. She okay. thought they thought it was a daughter. Yeah, an ex daughter that was like yeah, but yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, and it was funny because there was obviously a bit of a relationship there with um, Jason and Justine on the show. Yes, very awkward. Now, I do want to throw a show at you that I started watching last night. Yeah. And it's on SBS Demand, which is the opposition of where we work, but that's okay. My friend Matt Hancock works there, and that's fine. I uh, hope it's a show I've watched and I've told you to watch. It's not. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, it's called Dark Side of the Ring, and it don't turn off, Brooksy, don't hang up, but it's a yeah. documentary series about professional wrestling, and it's uh, some of the biggest stories in that industry told without any kind of bias or agenda. Really great documentary series. Um, and the opening two episodes, which have dropped, is about a wrestler called Chris Benoit, who quite tragically uh, ended up killing his family, and it... it was the result of numerous things, but it was concussions, steroid abuse, and you know major depression and all sorts of things. Fascinating story. If you have any interest in that kind of world at all, I thoroughly recommend it. And there's a whole bunch more to come. But that was my night last night, actually. A night off from the Lockdown Life League Life podcast. Had Four a, nights. One night off. Yeah, yeah. Had a couple of cold ones watching it. Uh, so really good. But anyway, that that's me, Brooksy. You know, that's just yeah. little old me. Uh, and you have a new segment, right? I, I was thinking of bringing a new segment in as much as I can. Um, it, not necessarily to keep going every week, but just when it's applicable. So it's time for the first installment of... Do, 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 what's everyone talking about? Now, we need to hear that intro music one more time. Don't know if it's the same, but... What's like, everyone talking about? Okay, go for it. Two things, Schnaz, that I've found in the last 24 to 48 hours, since the, the mild hiatus compared to the hiatuses we've had in the past. <laughs> Let me just say we, uh, we do know how to hiatus at the League Life Lockdown Life. Oh. Bad hiatuses. Yeah. Go on, sorry. Hiatai? I don't know what the, like cacti, I guess. I don't know. But um, the first one is a show <laughs> that is on the Netflix uh, that everybody is talking about. Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem and Madness, Schnaz. Have you seen anything about it? I, I don't know if it's reached the Shire yet, uh, but... It's amazing. The, the, this, is the, this is the description on Netflix, okay. and I, I reckon as soon as we stop recording, you're going to be all over this. So it's a zoo, a zoo owner spirals out of control amid a cast of eccentric characters in this true murder-for-hire story from the underworld of big cat breeding. Did we have you at zoo owner or big cat breeding? No, zoo owner was pretty much it. Oh, it, it looks great. He's got he's got this blonde mullet with a dirty goatee. Um, he just it just it just reeks of murder, mystery, and mayhem and madness. Any any M words? Um, but yeah, everyone's talking about it. Schnoz. Everyone's loving it. Everyone's five eps, six eps deep. Can't leave it. They're staying up till two a.m. Can't leave the uh, house. What's a show that you've done over the years that you just haven't been able to put down? Oh. Gosh, 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 gosh. Well, I mean, most shows in the last 
what, five years since we started streaming a lot more. If you love that show, I mean, probably Bloodline was the last one. Bloodline, each season I just smashed out. I, I'm going to say that Murder, Mayhem and Madness, it's a great recipe for binge watching. I, I think yeah. Making a Murderer was the, that for me. I, I, I think I watched those episodes in two, three days, both seasons, but... Yeah, there's something about murder that gets you that you just want to keep watching until all hours of the morning. Yeah, yeah, the intrigue, the uh, brutality, the madness, yeah. the the murder. Yeah. It's all about the murder. Do the doco as well over in the states, and they just hook you in. But that was my first um, topic of what's everybody talking about. The second one is more of an app, more of an entertainment thing. Whilst we're in lockdown, yeah. It just seems as though everyone's up for a house party. This house party app that stormed the nation. But I don't know. It stormed the world. I think it's something that um, the Corona, the Rona, the Curtis Rona, as we call it on the Legal Life podcast. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh shout out to Curtis Rona. Where I think yeah. he's over in WA. is playing Super Rugby or, the, or not the Super Rugby, the, the Twiggy Forest Rugby. I don't know. It's one of them. He's in lockdown no matter what. In lockdown, old Curtis, Corona. Um, but yeah, house party. It's like I guess it's if you if you're in the workplace, uh, it's like Microsoft Teams or Zoom. But you can get on there. You can play trivia. I thought I thought while we're doing this, Schnaz, I thought I'm on it. I just I just look. Um, what a surprise just, that you're on it. What a surprise. I'm just going to call someone. I've got the app here. Right. Um, Hold it near the let, microphone and speaker. Let me call a guy from Fox Sports called Travis. Travis? Um, yeah. He's, he works in the rugby department. Oh, yeah. Travis. Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might know him. Just calling. I just don't know how to lose um, the main app. No, oh, he's, he's letting this one go to through to the keeper. So we're 0 for 1. Look, just, just so that we don't make a mockery of this podcast, I'll try one more person. Try, try Sully. Sully be having a house party for sure. Not on it. Yeah. Uh, I might just try. I, see, I'm still working my way around the app. You know what? Why don't we just punch on with the podcast and I'll try and like um, yeah. call someone during All right. the podcast. Or Let's... if someone's somehow listening to the podcast as we're recording, just call in. Yeah, the only person doing that is me. <laughs> why don't we uh why don't we talk some uh rugby league yeah let's get into it Schnaz. it's our bread and butter really yeah uh now i was fortunate enough today to see both ep- episodes of fox league live and you worked on one of the episodes and i should point out that even though we are paid employees of that company it is pretty much one of the only places you can get new content and news content Every day, so that's why we're talking about it more than other outlets, shall we say? Is that a fair yeah. description, Brooksy? Well, yeah, that's what we're trying to do with it. You know, it's a bit of news, it's a bit of storytelling, it's interviews, obviously talking to people live uh, via FaceTime, and yeah, it's it's been great. I had a I had a lot of fun today. I had a lot of fun yesterday. I worked with um, the professor and Barney mm. yesterday. We called Nathan Peets, which was pretty funny where he was um, dunking all over his son. Like he's just seeing what people are doing in isolation. He, he challenged his son. I think he's about five years old to a game of one-on-one basketball. We saw two plays. He dunked on his son and blocked his son. So it was a, a, contra- a 
controversial 2-0 win to the um, Pete Senior in that one. And we also had a bit of a challenge with uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Trent Merrin. Yep. The boys did really well. We called Nick Rado over in New Zealand. Uh, Nick the Kiwi Rado. He's good fun. We, uh, we I worked with him a couple of episodes during the cricket season at the back end of the season. And we had um, Stephen O'Keefe and David Warner. And it was a great show to work on. The guys are awesome. They work really hard at what they do. Trying to do comedy every week, like it's a tough gig, but yeah, had a, had a lot of respect for what they do and the people that work on the show, and that was fun yesterday. But today was a bit more serious. I had um, Hannah, Brandy, and Cooper Cronk. Now I must say that when I tuned in for that part of the show, I was very excited because Brandy, who's a mate of mine now, I just love him to death. Everyone knows that Cooper Cronk one day will be my mate, and I love him to death as well. And Hannah, who I don't, I don't really know that that well at all. I know her. I know Hannah to say hello, etc. Uh, but yeah. I love Hannah's work. She's she's incredibly professional, and uh, I thought as a desk of people that they were really entertaining. Yeah, it was good. We had some good interviews uh, today. We had two young hookers. Let me finish, Naz. We had Brandon Smith and Reed Marnie. Yeah. Both were good. Um, Brandon was over in New Zealand at his girlfriend's place, an amazing place. I think it was Wahiki Island over in uh, New Zealand that he was on and it just looked like some amazing property in Big Sur on the um, in the northern coast of California. And um, Reed Marnie was at home, obviously recovering from his fractured foot. Um, he's, yeah, he was still upbeat, like, I guess, you know, not knowing how long the season's <laughs> going to be suspended for is uh, yeah. a sort of blessing for people with those um, mid- to long-term injuries. So, yeah, he was upbeat. And we had some great uh, people in the second seg as well, Shnaz. Mal Meninga, obviously one of the greats, the 13th mm. immortal. Mm. And Mark Bosnich. What do you think of appearance on, um, on Fox League Live, mate? Yeah, Boss is cool. i got a lot of time for Bosnich. He's a really great human, as you and I both know. And if you've never had the chance to meet him, that might not come across on screen, but he's a really, really friendly guy, like really down-to-earth guy. For someone who's achieved so much in his life, he's, he's, uh, you wouldn't know that he's, that he's a celebrity necessarily. He's just a really, really nice fellow. Got a very big laugh on him. Uh, but I really love the passion he has for sport, in particular rugby league. Big Eels fan. Yeah, he what like him recalling the first game he went to in 1977 was like a minor semi-final between the Seagulls and Eels. He then talked about 1981, the grand final, um, where the Eels beat the Newtown Jets. Uh, it's amazing. Like, it, and this is what the show's been amazing in a sense that you get to see and call some of these characters that you wouldn't think would know so much about rugby league, but they, you know, someone that like for Bozza who played football all his life, it was mm. in. Uh, England for a, a good chunk of his career with Manchester United and other clubs. I it's just it's, it was just a mate. Like I, I knew that he was an Eels fan. I sort of pitched him to come on because I knew he knows his stuff and he does a lot of general sport chat. Having been on Bill and Boz and Fox Sports News yep. the last couple of years and doing a bit on the back page as well. But mate, he's an impressive human. Like when you get to know him too, like his knowledge about everything. He's compassionate. Uh, you know, he's got the funny side and he's got the stories from his past and whatnot, but he's someone that's genuine and, like, I, I believe, like, he's just a, an amazing guy to be around and a, and a good human. But, yeah, him recalling all those eel stories, you could see 
Hannah, Cooper and uh, Brandy all there just mesmerized by how fluent the conversation was. And he was just owning it. Like he just, it was five minute responses, three, four, five minute responses to their questions. And yeah, he's, he's, it's just great. And I'm sure Eels fans who didn't really know that were watching uh, would have been quite impressed with um, how Bozza came across as a league fan. Now, I want to ask the Warriors member 12112ien.brooks. Morse code. That's not, my, that's not my member number. Yeah, 12112. I'm pretty sure I'm 26112. Okay. So speaking yeah. to that guy, uh, yep. the morning show interviewed Stacey Jones and there was a bit of technical problems, but uh, Stacey is one of my all-time favorite players. And... If you've ever seen him play, there can be no argument about how great he was, how entertaining he was to watch. Uh, yeah. He really should have won a competition in 2002, except his prop went berserk and hit Brad Fittler and that changed the game. But uh, yeah. he he's now a trainer and on the coaching staff with the Warriors. You would have seen him running around uh, on the field talking to all the players. Yeah. But a really great rugby league personality, very down to earth. Again, one of those people that you wouldn't necessarily think is one of the all-time greats, but he is. Uh, you heard yeah. Matty Johns talking about how much he and Andrew love Stacey Jones. That's a big enough rap for me. If Andrew Johns is talking about you, he was a good player. But uh, what, is, what, do you, what do you remember about him? Where does he sit in your pecking order of halfbacks? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Stacey Jones, uh, he, he's amazing. Like, he... He, my memory of him was just just a tough competitor. He was someone – he reminded me a bit of a, like a quieter version of twos. Like he would go about his game, he'd get roughed up, he'd get hit late uh, and just keep on playing. He played over like 200 games for the Warriors. I think a few people say that he's the greatest Warrior ever, mm. um, you know, my fellow Warrior members. And um, – I, I just in tests like for New Zealand, he he was ultra competitive, but you know he wasn't big. He's pretty pint sized for a rugby league player, and I, you know, he was good today, and he's always good. I know doing Warriors games the last few years, just watching him around, you can tell he's probably got a, a decent sense of humour too. Yeah, I think so. But you know, he's just the the little general, like 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 Tooves, um, running around the field, like getting in amongst it, like holding his own. And, you know, there's so many sports stars that you see across different codes. Like the pint size guy just have all heart. Like I remember, you know, Muggsy Bogues in the NBA was one, five foot three up against yeah. like six, seven footers. But, um, yeah, he's, I, I think he's probably New Zealand's greatest ever rugby league player. Um, it, I guess that would be a great debate um, now and into the future to see. Who would be who? Who would be up in your like top echelon of New Zealand um, Kiwi players? Shenanigans? Oh boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. There's so there's so many from the pre Warriors era. I think that probably would be in there, like Hugh McGann, the yeah. um, Matt Ridge. Yeah, um, he was an awesome fullback, awesome goal kicker. Uh, the Iros. Yeah, I mean, the the Sorensons, going back before you were born, probably, Olsen Filipina. I mean, there's a lot of le- legends. Yeah. In, in the mid-90s. There's so many, like, there's so many guys. And, um, yeah, just, 
it just it, it's a it's an interesting one. I'd love to hear from our um, Kiwi fans, Warriors fans, just rugby league fans in general, who they think the best uh, New Zealand player would be of all time at the moment. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, Big Manu came pretty good. Like, I think he had a few shaky moments throughout his career, but he he was he was obviously the beast by the end of it. Possibly the best winger, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Couple of great Ali Lawatiti. Oh uh, yeah. Sonny Bill Williams had a couple of good seasons in the NRL, but yeah, I think Stacey Jones over two hundred games. Yeah. Just he was a leader. He was just you know he he roughed it, roughed it for eleven seasons at the Warriors, and yeah, I think I think he definitely would be like he would be my vote for the greatest Kiwi player ever. Yeah, mine, mine too. I mean, it is interesting though where the others line up against them. I mean, Sonny Bill. I mean, how do you judge that? Because I mean, it was a stop-start sort of career over two stints in rugby league, and but you know, there's probably not been a better forward in a sense. It's it's a controversial one, Brooksy. I do want to mention something else to you though that I saw on TV today, and that was the uh, revelation that Paul Kent. Old chuckle, old chuckles, my mate. He uh, he was once a paid Santa Claus. He was a Santa Claus in a in a in a mall. Oh my god, it's an amazing story, and it, it's <laughs> I I was just sitting there watching it. I was I was obviously prepping for my show, and I was just sitting there. I had to stop for like a minute, and I was like, "That is amazing!" Like Vonnie and Mick lost their shit. Yeah, as he said it, and they had the graphic of him in a. In, <laughs> it was I had perfect timing to roll it in, and it just it was so good. Like I, I like I wouldn't have like Kenty as Santa. I, I, you know, he said he was what like twenty, like he was just out of school, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but it just goes totally against his persona on like three sixty. Being someone to give like laughter and and hope to kids, like he sort of takes it away. If anything, on three sixty, he's basically the devil, is what he is. Got to, I've got to interrupt you because I was I was there's something that I'm going to ask, and I I think off the back of the Kenty story, I want to know what bizarre job you've done over the years, like Kenty, like it could be for a day, a week, a month, it could be for. 15 years. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I don't, I don't, oh, I've been there. It's all good. There's only, there's only, <laughs> you have been there. There's only uh, one that sticks out, actually. And I've, yeah. it was in a, in a, in a factory, I guess, of sorts. And I'm pretty sure I was working yeah. for a educational book uh, manufacturer. And oh, yeah. it was my first lady friend and I, she she did it a few times, and I was uh, between jobs, shall we say. She uh, got me in there, and basically the job was to just stuff envelopes for like a whole day. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fine because, you know, we were in love, and we uh, were chatting, and we had the radio on, and it was fine, but I only lasted one day. One day? Yeah. That's- <laughs> Pretty impressive. Yeah. What it, it was like, uh, Susan in Seinfeld licking the um, envelopes. Yeah, there was, I don't think there was any licking. It was more just the folding and putting in the envelopes. So, oh, paper cuts did you get? Uh, I don't recall, but it was nothing horrific. It was just something that I thought I probably didn't want to do 
again if I could choose to. So that it's not that horrible compared to other people, I'm sure. What about you? What sticks out aside from your time at Fox Sports? Yeah, apart from the Fox Sports one, there's two that I've got, Shaz. I don't know if you know them. I know you might know one of them. Yeah. Um, but the first one was in 2000, my first year out of school, and uh, during holidays, I was I was pretty like, I was working at Big W, like um, doing night fill at Warringah Mall, and um, I just wanted some more cash. And Mum found this article in the Manly Daily about. Um, working casually um as a salesman and i was like all right i'm I'm not, i've never been the one for like working in sales like i'm very i've got to be like 100 percent about what it is that i sell like i can't sure i can't sway people unless i really believe in it and the i did a week with this group in brookvale and I don't know, I'm sure a few people would know the name when I say it. The company was called Dynalab. And they sold, oh, they didn't really, it was very dodgy. It was um, basically you were paired up with another salesman and you'd drive around Sydney selling speakers, like tall speakers. And you would pull up at sets of lights and get people to wind, you'd do the wind the window down signal. And you go, mate, I've got two extra speakers. Do you want to buy some speakers off it? So there was this whole weird story. And I lasted like three days. And it just was so bizarre because you didn't get paid per, per, um, by the hour. You got paid by how many speakers you'd sell. So it was like if you sold anything over 80 bucks, you would get that commission. So it was a really bizarre job. And I know people, I've been accosted in the street. Um, sorry, yeah, when I've been driving by these people before and I'm like, yeah, I know the drill. I know what you're doing. It was so, so bizarre. So what you're telling me is the gear was stolen is what you're telling me. It, oh, well, I don't know. So Come on, man. The, well, it was there was so many of them and I don't know what the deal was, but it was very, very dodgy. And when I left, I was like, look, I, I just don't know. I was I was 18 and I didn't really know what was going on. I'd go it around. It was hot, Brooksy. It was hot property. Okay, well, but yeah, it was it was a very bizarre thing. And like, I've sure never, enough, I've never, yeah. I've never heard of that being an organisation. I can imagine someone having stolen property and going around doing that. I yeah. can't imagine hiring someone to do it though. Yeah, it was it was quite weird. But yeah, it was all was, was it, it was a, all. Cash in, cash in hand? Cash in hand? Yeah, there you it go. It was very But yeah, I remember How, how's seeing... Your, uh, how's your super looking from that job? Uh, no, I didn't get any super. I, honestly, mate, I did not get much money out of those three days, so I gave it the flick. I was pretty pretty certain that it wasn't for me, like your envelope um, story. But yeah, my second one, too, is it was, <laughs> it was a few years later, but it was uh, more legitimate. Uh, <laughs> It was in Vancouver and uh, one of my mates was living over there and he was doing this job. Uh, you know, the people that work in um, bathrooms that hand out towels and cologne and condoms and lollies and whatnot? Yeah, I, I, was, I know of these people, yeah. That was me for about eight months. Uh, really? Did that in some of the uh, best nightclubs in Vancouver. Met a lot of celebrities Hockey players, actors doing it. I was making good money, good coin shares. It was tips. all via tips. All tips, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Got a got a good friend out of it, Jesse, um, who ran the business, and um, met Sergey Fedorov. 
who was a famous Russian ice hockey player that played for the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. He's more infamous for um, dating Anna Kornikova. Ah, uh, yeah, I know his um, work, yep. When he was young um, and also met Jason Statham, the English actor from yeah, right. the Crank, Snatch, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels fame. Um, and it was funny, I was talking to him in the, in the toilet and his um, current, oh, his wife, the, that tall supermodel came in and oh. went, what are you doing? <laughs> and we were just having a chat. He was amazing. I, I what, got along. What, what was she doing? Two, three times during the night. I'd, he was just legitimately using the toilet. But, um, yeah, it was there were some funny stories out of it, Shnaz. Loved, loved every minute of it. Met so many people. Got so many, like, um, foots in the door when it came to, like, bars and restaurants in Vancouver. It was uh, amazing. Met some good friends uh, through it too in the bars. What was, was your just... What was your attire? I wore like a black suit, white shirt, black tie. Um, it was like Jerry Seinfeld, more like Nikes. Like it was just because <laughs> you're in the bathroom. Like, but um, I remember uh, NRL memory was over because it was 05 and I was watching. I I don't know. I know I was following it via text. No, I wasn't watching. People were texting me that Tigers. Dragons major semi final to get into the grand final. Oh yeah, and people texting me the events that were happening, and it was just like dragons were looking good, and then the tigers rolled in a few late tries. I was in the bathroom going crazy because it was about one a.m. in <laughs> Vancouver, and I was like on the cusp of flying home because the dragons and the Steelers hadn't won anything for me up until that time. Like ninety nine grand final, I was mm. at a main place, and I was considering coming back from my trip in Vancouver. To watch the grand final, and um, unfortunately, it didn't um, play out. But yeah, it was an interesting time in Vancouver working in bathrooms. It was much better than the speakers of, of two thousand. <laughs> How did you get the job? Uh, through a mate. So okay, it was it was an interesting thing because I went over to do HR work, and um, the the pay wasn't that good, and I got hit up because he needed an extra person to do a gig because um, the Killers were playing in Vancouver that night and he got given the after-party gig really late in the piece and he didn't have anyone to do it. And he asked, we were drinking, we were out. And he was like, look, can you just do it for three hours? And I was like, yeah, why not? I'd had a few beers and I was a bit social. So I was like, oh, good chance I might meet the Killers. I, I met, um, what's his name, Brendan Flowers, I think it is, the lead singer of the Killers. What's his, what's his height at? I, his height? Yeah, short? Yeah, he's not that tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably be like five eight, five nine. Oh, okay. But well, like, I don't know. I'm six one, so it's a bit, it's a bit weird. But like, uh, you know, like he, he's not that, not that tall. Like, no, better me. But um, yeah, he was awesome, and I ended up making like four hundred bucks for three hours. So that was the wow. that was the turning point. I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is for me, Jesse. Let's let's do it. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was fun. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, and um, I think it's a, a couple of stories there that we've told Shnaz that probably might be a bit applicable in the next few months. Like yeah. who knows what happens to us to other people, yeah. but stay positive. And there's always something around the around the corner. It could be working in the bathroom or or you know selling hot speakers or <laughs> licking envelopes but yeah, you know yeah. the day you, you know you'll you'll get back to where you need to get to and i think if we stay positive i'm sure we'll all stay sane and do what we need to do 
And this is what's so great about this podcast, as it says in the iTunes and Spotify descriptions, is I think it's the end of the world, and you're saying, hang on, Shanaz, it's going to get better. So that's the light and shade of what we do, Brooksy. I love it. Uh, I want to talk about one thing before we go away for uh, the till next episode. That'll probably be in about two hours' time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, On the Fox Sports show that we've been talking about a lot, Mal Meninga mentioned the possibility of... I think it was Mal anyway. He mentioned the possibility of playing Origin and either Kangaroo Tour or a bunch of internationals, say, from September onwards, if the NRL can't get back on the field in time to have a long enough season. I actually quite like the idea, and I'm not an Origin guy, as everyone knows. I'm not really a rep guy, as in I just don't get overly excited by that. I watch the games. I enjoy them, but I don't really care for them. But... I think it's a good idea if, if that's all we can get out of the season. And I think people would be genuinely excited to see an Origin Series and a Kangaroo Tour. I think this is a time to experiment, isn't it, Shaz? Like, I think this is this is like getting those 15 free spins uh, when you're playing the bokies. <laughs> like, you just got to, you just got to let it, let's see what happens. And I think it's pretty much going to be a write-off for 2020 in terms of, the record books in terms of NRL, yeah. everything. Yeah. Like it's who know? I honestly don't know, but I think we've got to stay open minded with what we can do with the league. Yeah, it it's a shame. Like we've get we we've missed the first round, like the third round three right now. This, that's there's going to be many more after that. We've just seen the New South Wales Rugby League end uh, nine competitions. Uh, is, which is which is devastating news for rugby league uh, below the NRL level, but at, at the same time, I think we've got to try and do new things. Uh, this is a free a free chance to do it um, and try and see if you know Origin works later in the year. If you know a kangaroo tour is something that we can do, like I pitched the other night, where do we start the competition in New Zealand and get a lot of people over there involved in the game? I I hope that we do try new things and we try and see what can work. Obviously it's different circumstances to the norm, yeah. but we could, we can do that. Let's take the game around. And, and once the world gets back to some sort of normal existence, let's get rugby league around. Like I think it was an opportunity there for a round or two for the U S market to see what we've got. Yeah. Um, the AFL benefited from that. We had Pat McAfee, the um, former Colts punter, talking about AFL because of this situation. Mm. If unless we do it, unless we go out there and try new things and, and experiment, like let's get the ideas flowing. This is a great time to do it. Everyone's got a bit of time to do that now. We're not I'm... just in the rigor of thirty rounds of fo- football. Ooh, like this, real guy just. You know that are, that are still working. There's a small percentage, and they're generally the people that are, you know, making the big decisions. It's time. Yes, you've got a lot to think about in terms of getting the league back, but let's sort of think about some of the other things that we can do with the league and the game. I'm not a huge fan of having, say, even like a ten week comp if it comes down to that, just because I am thinking about the years ahead, and I'm thinking about, you know, does it mean anything? But at the same time, it's very clear to everyone that the NRL needs the broadcasting money. So if it was, 
you know, if they can have a if they if it comes down to a one month round robin knockout comp, they'll probably do it just for the cash. And I can't say, well, that's a bad idea. But I just think that as far as competitions go, if we're going anything less than sort of sixteen, seventeen weeks this year, it's going to be a little bit meaningless in my opinion, as far as club football goes, which is why I don't mind the idea of something like an origin. Maybe you yep. can have, you know, I don't know, throw in some island teams, Islander teams in there or, or have, they can have their own origin and then you can do the kangaroo tour. It doesn't, it means that a whole bunch of players won't get a lot of footy, obviously, because only that'll be the upper echelon of players. Yep. The rest of them won't be picked. But... At this stage, as you say, it's we don't know when that will be, but I just wanted to put that one out to you because I don't mind the fact that you could come back with Origin. At least everyone would be like, wow, State of Origin, here we go. Like, You want a way to start it, you yeah. know, like we have a legitimate NRL season. Like I think the minimum schnaz is going to be a 15-round competition where everyone yeah. plays once. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think you can go any less than that. I mean, you, you you could, but it just wouldn't make any sense. A legitimate competition to be to be done, yeah. to be signed off on, you need 15 rounds. You can't have a final series and go, oh, the, the Dragons didn't play the Sharks once. And that's well, the, the only the, reason I'm saying that you're not 100% correct on that is because I think the way that Peter Volandis is thinking is that, you know, he wants that cash from the broadcasters. They need it. And I wouldn't put anything past him going let's have a 11 week comp like i think whatever gets them out in the field will make sense to him at the time and if that keeps the comp going if that keeps clubs in existence if that keeps people guys and girls employed well you can't really argue with that i 100 percent agree yeah. with you though anything less than 15 weeks doesn't make a lot of sense to me and as i said to you on one of the last episodes it's actually my dream come true to have a short season like that you play everyone once have your finals, have your reps, get out of here. You know, like, that's just my opinion, though, which I've stated numerous times on numerous uh, podcasts. Brooksy, I've got one more thing for you before we uh, head off into the night slash morning, depending when you listen to this. Everyone go on to Twitter. I don't have the actual uh, Twitter account on me, but there's a clip of Jason Taylor, former North Sydney Bear, former, who else, Rabbitoh? What did he, who did he play for? Uh, no, no, coach at the Rabbitohs. He was Magpies. Magpies. Parramatta. Parramatta. North Sydney. North Sydney. Yeah. Okay. You know him. Jason Taylor. Uh, yeah. And there's a clip of him and he starts out with a little bit of a health message, you know, keep your social distancing, take care of each other. And then it goes to him in a park, in an oval, and he's doing some exercise up and down. And the only thing he's doing is chipping, regathering, Chipping again, chipping and chasing over and over. And it's just him going up and down the field. And it's just remarkable only because it's Jason Taylor, somebody you think wouldn't have that much of a sense of humor given what we've seen from him as a, you know, as a coach. And he's a very serious guy about rugby league. It's really kind of fun. So if you want to get nostalgic, I remember young JT before it all went so pear-shaped in the coaching world for him, go on to Twitter and just, I don't know, just go on Twitter for hours and you'll find it at one point. You'll go through a whole lot of stuff about Trump and about COVID and about the league life and whatever else. But you'll get to Jason Taylor. JC, yeah, chipping and chasing. Yeah. Well, you find it, Schnaz. I reckon you should do your um, community 
Oh, yeah, you should do your ser- your community service by retweeting it at least. And, I can uh, probably do that. NRL in it. Because um, I'm just looking up Jason Taylor right now, and I'm just getting the NFL player that played for Miami. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he's, he ain't chipping and chasing, that's for sure. Okay. I will. If I find it, I'll retweet it from our league life. Put it on MySpace on the on the um, house party. Now, are you gonna are you gonna give us a house party before you go? Oh, let's see. should we should we call someone? Who should we call? Oh, my phone died. Okay, no house party. All right. Uh, well, the, I've got I've um, got a I've got a feeling that COVID's going to be going until the next episode. So maybe yeah. then, if you remember to do it, we can uh, call a house party. Yeah, it'd be interesting if we eventually, at some stage, Naz, do a house party episode. <laughs> People can just, you know, we can just do our podcast and people can just crack beers and watch us do the podcast and just heckle us and chime in going, hey, no, it wasn't actually Jason Taylor. It was um, it was Chris Carawana that was doing the chip and chasing, if you know what I mean. That sounds like uh, sounds like lunchtime at the Fox Sports uh, office in ta- uh, Tarman. Oh, there you go. There you go. That joke went nowhere. That's been a good one. Episode five. Woo! One. One. <laughs> One of the best, Brooksy. And if it's the last thing I do, which I really hope it's not, I will find the uh, Jason Taylor thing and retweet it from the League Life Twitter. Sounds good, mate. All right. Uh, we will uh, be back sooner rather than later, Brooksy, and I will see you see you later. Wait, before we go, Schnaz, I just want to tease people that are going to watch before tomorrow. We've got a really good interview. Yeah, really good interview tomorrow. It's it's It seems like it's likely... It's going to be um, surfing legend Mick Fanning on Fox League Live. I think he's going to come on around 4 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Um, so, yeah, tune in. It should be a good one. It'll be Fletch, Heine, Hannah and Brandy doing the interview. So, yeah, look out for it on Fox League Channel 502. And before we go, I've got great news. I found the Jason Taylor tweet and I'm going to retweet it right now. From Legal yeah. Life. So if you're not following us on the Twitter, please do it. Brooksy, what's the handle? At Legal Life NRL. That'll get you to our Instagram and Facebook as well. Check us out on Spotify and the iTunes and the Wooshka. And definitely not SoundCloud. Just search Legal Life and you'll find us. So a shout out to Dan Condon, who uh, works for Double J, a very fine radio slash streaming application slash platform and thanks Dan he tweeted the uh, Jason Taylor video which you can now go watch from the League Life Twitter Brooksy I gotta awesome. go man thanks for the memory Shnaz thank you let's create some more soon I'll see you see you later Marcus bye for now mate mm-hmm.